Howdy folks, welcome to Sketchy Conversations with John Melson IV. Welcome to part two of my chat with Corey of, of the podcast Model for Brains. We're talking a bit more about wrestling in this episode. As usual, we're taking a street level, so if you're offended by language, okay. You know, <laughs> so it's like, um, it's one of those things where actually I do get a kick out of, you know. It's funny, he looks like one of the guys from Twisted, though. <laughs> I haven't thought about Twisted in forever. Oh my god, you know they're all psychopathic records, right? Uh-huh. That was an ugly split. I don't know. I have a soft spot for those guys. Yeah. But, uh... But, yeah. No. Because I don't know if you remember this happening, though. Do do you remember, like, what happened to Mickey James on that episode? I wasn't watching it. If I did, I probably blacked it out of my memory. Where, like, Mickey James was, like, being blackmailed into, like getting into a relationship with James Storm or something. Like James Storm made her think that she could get a country record deal. Oh, God. And and, and then as that started to go sour, uh, because she was with Magnus, both in real life and in storyline, and and she, like, caught on to it, so his way of getting getting rid of the, the evidence was to push her onto a train track. Oh shit! I think I vaguely remember this bullshit. And then it was played off see, like she's dead. See, here's here's the thing. See, everybody knows I fucking love wrestling. In fact, you know, in fact, my dad and I inadvertently cock blocked Virgil. All right, this is how far deep <laughs> well, I get this shit. I, I, I'm gonna be honest. What? You didn't have to do much work there. He would have done it on his own at some point. Ah, true. I was love telling that story. <laughs> you know, yeah, once. <laughs> Oh, okay. So yeah, what I mean that I mean literally, we kind of cocked a lot. So, so, so when he's talking about fuck money, yeah, yeah he's probably. So, <laughs> needless to say, but in fact, hell, um, my buddy, in fact, you know, MVP told me to get weed smell of a car seat one time. So, I take this shit a bit seriously when it comes to wrestling. Um, I made a fool of myself for in front of Caprice Coleman once. Um, mm. what else? Oh, I also got roasted by Jeff Jarrett one time. Um. In fairness, he is way quicker than Mike than I realize. So he yeah, was this before or after the fake gold shit? No, no, this is when he was over. Yeah, he was in TNA wrestling, and um, what happened was it was over at the um, what's it called again? What you wouldn't know what the fuck this place is? Showplace Arena. Uh-huh. <laughs> Showplace Arena, right? What happened was he tried to get some. He tried to get some, you know, cheap heat or some heat from um, you know, from the area, saying like uh, because it was in PG County, that's what Showplace Arena is, right? And he made a verse of Baltimore Ravens, right? And I said, mm-hmm. okay, you're not from here. Ravens is more, Ravens is Baltimore. We're more Washington. Hey, that was the name of the, that was, that was the name then. The Washington Redskins territory. And he said, yeah, yeah like okay. that's anything to be proud of. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, he got you there. He did. You he know? got you there. I was like, <laughs> I, I admit it. I fell for the bait. I'm like, you cheeky son of a bitch. You know, although like he's probably a Titans fan, so oh, yeah, more than likely. But it's like I put it this way because I was like, first of all, I'm just listening. I'm used to him like, ain't I great? And slap nuts. I'm used to that shit, so I didn't expect me that damn quick. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, like Jeff Jarrett and Witty is not necessarily on my uh, bingo card list. Way quicker than I realized. They just don't let him be that. You know. But speaking of wrestling, you were actually at All In though, right? Yeah, uh, that was my first and so far only wrestling show and might be the last wrestling show in a while as I learned to trust people <laughs> not having the cooties. Understood, totally. Uh, <laughs> that's why that's why I get these two COVID shots because, um, you know what, I got shit to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but that being said, so what was the atmosphere like, though? Because from my understanding, that was the first time, it was Caesar Arena, right? So yeah, from my understanding, WWE, WWE hadn't sold off Sears Arena in years, though, right? Uh, I don't think they ever did. So uh, all in did though, uh, right? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think WWE ever did. That's a newer arena. That arena, I think, was built. Um, at least as far as my understanding goes, that arena is mostly just there to. I have uh, the Chicago Bulls' G League team. Huh. Um, it, it, it's in uh, 
it's in a suburb. Hmm. Uh, although, like, you know, Chicago has a has a bad relationship with our suburbs because every time someone comes to Chicago, they're coming to a suburb. Oh, yeah. Every time someone lives in a suburb, they say they're from Chicago. Yeah, but like, mm-hmm. uh, I I can't put that on them because like WWE doesn't run in Chicago; they run in Rosemont. So there's that. Oh, yeah. uh, WWE actually like I think you might be thinking of the United Center, uh, oh, okay. which which WWE hasn't ran since like 1994. All right. It was like. It was that was like the site of the first SummerSlam or something like that. Something like that, yeah. And and then WCW uh, started booking the United Center, and uh, I have heard vague stories about uh, Vince McMahon and Jerry Reinsdorf not getting along with each other since then. Hmm. So that might be why Chicago never runs the United Center. Also, the United Center is like. United Center is where you go to like do a concert and force people to pay two hundred dollars. So, oh, okay, <laughs> I've been misled. Yeah. I had to throw in a but, fucking uh, Dan as a reference. But uh, yeah, I did do. I did go to All In, and I didn't do a lot of the the the, the Starcast stuff. Uh, although I did meet Mia Yim there, oh, and. Sure. And, and, like, you know, after hearing stories of people pissing off CM Punk and then complaining about it online like it wasn't their fault, uh, I'm very conscious about when I uh, am talking to a wrestler and uh, not paying for it. <laughs> so this was after her meet and greet, and she was still sitting there. And I was just like, oh, hey, you're Mia Yim. And then I just said, hey, it, it, it's nice to see you out there because I'm also mixed and it's nice to see that you are not shy about your black side. Uh, and then I was just like, uh, no, I'm just going to go talk to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say like, back? I'm just curious. No, no, she, she was very nice to me. But I, I was just like, I don't want to drag this on. Because, you know, like, I, they go through some shit. They can't even get through the fucking airport. Like, nah, I'm, I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say my nice shit, and I'm going to move on. Especially after, like, while they're sitting at the place where people had just got pay, done paying to see her. <laughs> and I'm not one of those people who paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what the tips are in that case? Find what? out. A common interest. Like Dolph Ziggler loves the Simpsons. And Donald Trump. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what I'm going with it. So at least like Yeah. You know, spark up a conversation about a common interest. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. I get you. That's what I would I do. You. So it's like, you know, like for example, like um like uh shit like that. I would just do something like that, you know. Like um shit like that. That's what I would do. Simple as that. Or try to get like a shirt or something like that. And when we do the comments, like it was like, hey, stick around here a little bit. Like okay, funny story. I remember I was talking to Jimmy Hart one time, right? And mm-hmm. you know what? It was one of those weird things. He's a really soft spoken motherfucker. Yeah, really soft spoken. I mean, I think no, I understand it. Was like, I, I've I've come to learn that like wrestlers who talk the most and the loudest are either soft-spoken IRL or they're narcissists. <laughs> True. Uh, really soft-spoken. So, Here's a great example. Like, I'll put it this way. His mustache tickled my ear. He's that soft-spoken. How, how, how did it get to in proximity of your ear, sir? Simple. The whole thing started out, actually, because it was over at, um, it was, okay. Oh, oh I just get, I just got what you were saying there. <laughs> what do you mean? He had to get closer so you could hear him. Exactly. Okay. Here's what happened. So I can explain the story. <laughs> so what happened was this was a while back in 2016. It's my birthday, actually, right? You know, and mm-hmm. one of the coolest gifts actually was me making Jim Cornette blush. That was actually pretty fucking fun. 
you know. I've, I asked about Kevin Owens, and he was like, "Shit!" And everyone looked at me, <laughs> and everyone looked at me like I farted in church. Actually, I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and I I love that you, of all people, would say that. Of course. And I, I don't know if that's a saying, or if you know the exact look you would get if you farted in church. Just I fired the church a couple of times, and now they do one of two things: they scoot away from you, or just look back and say, "You're disrespectful." <laughs> it's like I'm also very gassy. <laughs> so what happened was, like, um, so between that and so after that, so also I saw Jim Ross there too, right? And earlier there, so so what happened was like, okay, Jim Ross, he has a thing for birthdays, right? And I was like, just kind of talking with him. He saw like, hey, yeah, so it's birthday. It's like. Hey, how's your birthday? I was like, yeah. Oh, hell, come on, a free picture, no problem. I can't, I can't charge you a damn birthday. He's like, what? I was like, thanks, man. He's like, thanks, 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 Chief. You know, so that was pretty cool of him, you know. And also, he did kind of gripe about it. He's like, so fucking, so goddamn unorganized here. I was like, first time I heard him drop the f. Actually, that's not the first time I heard him drop the f bomb. It was in a movie. It was in it's a really kind of one of the scare joints and everything. I forgot what it was. The first time I heard him drop the f bomb was that. So anyway, back to what I was talking about. So what happened was I ended up on um when I seen Jimmy Harvard. I was like, oh shit, you know. So I was like, weren't you in the gentries? And he kind of smirked about that. And he was like, you know, nobody's really asked me about that. You know what I mean? Seriously, I mean, I did a lot of stuff too. I mean, he did a lot of music actually. He's really soft spoken like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I'm like, I'm sorry, what? So it's loud in there too. So I get really close to his fucking fucking mustache, right? So you know, for example, it's like I never get any credit though. So so. I was like, wait, so you, so you were music for WWE? He's like, yeah, yeah, I did. Right? I wrote Shawn Michaels' name. I was like, you did? I was like, yeah. Like, well, no, nobody ever asked me, though. I was like, actually, I thought Jim Johnson did all that stuff. You know, he did music, too. Also, I wrote some things songs as well. So what did you write on? I wrote Auto Harp. Apparently, I didn't know he played Auto Harp. Did he also co-write Hulk Hogan's Real American? Something like that, you know. But he wrote, like, a lot of stuff in WCW as well. So... The part I regret though is next sitting next to him was Bret Hart, right? And okay, I want to make good on this because you know I guess like ex bass player, current drummer, I guess, uh, gave me to Chris Boone, right? Big Bret Hart mark, right? Big Bret Hart mm-hmm. fan, right? And this is 2016. It was kind of a weird time, so I put it that way in certain relationships and whatnot. Long story. Bottom line is this. I always felt bad I didn't get an autograph for him because we ended up basically hanging out like a year later. So I felt like, shit, I should have got that autograph for him then. You know, but Brett was, I'll put it this way. With him, he seemed like a little bit cold. But on the other hand, he just beat cancer. So I'm just, I'm not going to really, you know, push him. Right. Because he was like, he didn't really say much. Like, we just kind of like, we spoke through eyes. If that makes sense or not. Like, hey, mm-hmm. Brett, you know. Um, you're an icon. We'll say one of the legends. Thank you very much. You know, it's like, you know, kind of like the, like the nod thing. You know, kind of like, the, like you see in his eyes and stuff. Like it was kind of weird. Like he had like a guy with him talking for him, pretty much. You know, mm-hmm. the most, the more awkward part was when my dad started nitpicking Leo Rush. Though, uh uh-huh. Here's the deal. Leo Rush basically was like homegrown talent for MCW. Right. Yeah. So. Well, I, I mean, you, you know D, who uh. I did a uh, wrestle corner with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, D and Chris—they're both from uh, from that, uh, or they're they're from uh, the the DMV. So like, they really? they are very loud about like PG. County, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Type shit, you know. Yeah, like Leo is actually yeah he's actually from Atlanta, Maryland. Damn. Yeah, he actually had chicks fighting over over Largo High School. I just imagine basically that. Hold so on, Lionel's explains- in this bitch. I just imagine that for some reason. That explains a lot. Hey, Lionel's like, <laughs> don't worry, baby. It's a 5 5 and flame for you, baby. <laughs> I just imagine that shit. It's like, I'm having 5 5, but I got enough for you, honey. <laughs> I don't know why I turned into like a 38 year old, like um, like um, old school player if he's like, when he was like in his teens for some fucking reason. I don't know why. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. All right, so. All right, so you've been checking out. Have you checked out AEW? Um. So. I think. Uh, like, are are you asking about all out, or are you asking all about like, AEW right now? 
feel like AEW right now would all in turn into. So, like, I'm going to be honest. I don't watch much wrestling right now because I don't necessarily have uh, as much time as I used to. Yeah, but, I don't um, blame you. But uh, it's just, uh, I think, I think uh, with AEW, they do a, a lot of good, especially when it comes to uh, long-term booking. True. Uh, the Jake and Robert thing was pretty goddamn clever. Yeah. Uh, like, they, they do fix a lot of WWE's problems, but they also repeat a lot of it. I noticed that, too. Like, uh, yeah. Like, I see, basically, we're having growing pains, but the funniest thing about it, everybody hit me up saying, like, yo, this looks just like WCW. I was like, sort of, and not really. It's kind of like, I put it this way, comparing AEW to WCW is like comparing Joy Division to New Order. Mm. If that makes sense. It does. You know, I'm like, yes, yeah, true. On the other hand, because Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone were the original, were the original bro, original commentary team on WCW back like in the early 90s. That is true. Um, you have a lot of the guys from WCW come back. True. You know? So, I'm still like, okay. I don't it, like what they're doing this thing. Me neither. We're <laughs> real with you. Because, like, my thing is, is, like, whenever people bring back legends, old-timers, whatever... People are like, I just say OGs. Yeah, like when 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 WWE does it, and when TNA did it, they got very different responses. Yeah. And the answer was always, well, WWE uh, doesn't use them uh, on their card. They're there to help with other things, or if they're wrestling, it's a one-off. They're not there full time. Yeah. Whereas with TNA, it was like, well. You had Ric Flair come back and wrestle full time. You you had you know Sting wrestle late past his prime in TNA. Yeah, and, and you know all that shit. Oh yeah. And, and the one time WWE broke that rule was with Sting, and then he fucking like broke his neck on a buckle bomb. Uh, yeah. Which which I'm salty about because like he shouldn't be doing bumps like that, and also now. Seth can't do the buckle bomb anymore. Yeah. Uh, but now, like, AEW is, like, had had been trending towards, like, doing the right thing with Legends oh, yeah. again. Just, yeah. like, using them as mouthpieces for people. Yes. And, um, and they started doing that with Sting, with Darby Allen, but now Sting's fucking working. And I'm like, no. Yeah, maybe no. they'll do a, a one-off or something like that, but don't like, have him as an active wrestler, though. Right. The reason let, why... him, let him let him manage. Let him be a re- let him be an enforcer or something. Exactly, do, something like that. Have him do a spot. Exactly. Like, yeah. Uh, exactly. But I I do like what they're doing with Christian. Same here. Uh. I, 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 I do like what they're doing with a lot of things. Um, I think they, they've handled things better with the pandemic than I thought they would. Oh, same here. Although I do, you know, is one, two things that really saddened me, I'll put it this way. Could you imagine the pop Broly league should have got? Yeah. The same thing with, with broken Matt Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. Only two things I feel like those are just wasted pops because, fuck, yeah. I'm still going like Brody Lee, by the way. Oh, like that—that was the thing to like think about as it happened. But like a year later, it's like, well, what were they supposed to do? They couldn't have waited for crowds to come back because. Oh, speaking of crowds coming back, have you watched how the MLB has handled? Uh, allowing crowds at baseball games. Yeah, well, actually, it was kind of funny. Nationals aren't, aren't going to be playing the games because somebody came down with COVID nineteen. <laughs> yeah, the Nationals almost almost didn't play all of their games last year because they had so many cancellations because of COVID. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is going on with the Nationals? 
but so the Rockies were facing the Dodgers, and I was watching a clip uh, uh, because like some some wacky fucking obscure rule book shit happened. Because of course that always happens with baseball. Yeah. Where like Cody Bellinger and the Dodgers hit a home run, but the base runner in front of him thought that it it was caught. So he ran past Cody Bellinger, which meant Cody Bellinger was out. Uh, because when you hit a home run, the play's not over. You still need to tag all the bases. And uh, and, and if uh, if you pass up a, a base runner, you're out. Uh, uh, I learned that the hard way in Pee Wee League. And ja- shout-outs to Jackie Robinson West. Uh, who had to deal with my bullshit of being stubborn and not listening to the umpires when they were like, you're out, though. Uh, but I, I'm watching this clip, and I'm like, huh, that's funny, because fuck the Dodgers. But then I'm like, yo, wait. That looks like a lot of people in the crowd. Oh, shit. And basically, like, I guess the baseball rules are is, like, you have to be six feet away from each other in the seats. Or, or two seats away from each other, but you can sit next to each other if you're a family. Yeah. And I hate that, number one. B, when when it comes to someone hitting a home run, you got people walking towards and catching the ball, and they, they're doing it without mask on. And I'm like, this isn't going to end well. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, that is definitely not going to end well. Uh and I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I I'm going through this whole thing. I'm realizing that like I like all the things that lead to having like tragic mulatto syndrome, being it, it, being black in uh uh you know I like rock and metal. I like wrestling. I like baseball. <laughs> uh, but also, I don't have those identity issues. <laughs> if anything, my brother has those identity issues, and he like grew up the, like the words he listened to to was like fucking uh, insane clown posse and Cottonmouth Kings. I saw that and, post and, earlier. And actually, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, like he was the person who like introduced me to DMX. Was like. I had a thought in the shower earlier, and uh, and uh, uh, I thought you would be proud of this thought. DMX is the Jake the Snake Roberts of hip hop. Holy fuck! <laughs> I feel like I just broke your brain. I just had to sit back and think about that shit. One of my best buds, um, a friend of mine named Willa, had a really interesting, really brought up something interesting point about DMX, and DMX is the dancing of hip hop. Mm. And I do see the parallels. <laughs> you know, I I don't think about two think, short guys based on the dark side of the world. Actually, right with that kind of view, I don't. I don't think Danzig has. Uh, the emotional intelligence to be on uh, DMX's level there. True. On the other hand, though, I could... I, I, can't, I, I can't say... I can't see... I'll put it like this. I can't see DMX terrorizing his neighbors, saying, he's screaming out, Pick it up, my bricks, motherfucker! <laughs> like... Come on! <laughs> I can't see DMX getting punked out and beat the shit out of by the opening band. <laughs> for fucking with their sound. <laughs> True, I couldn't see that either. Actually, I couldn't see that either. When you think about it, like a like um, actually, truth be told, is though with DMX said, "Fuck him, talk shit, smack him in the mouth." <laughs> that was the best advice I've ever heard. Too, you're sure I'll get an assault charge, but good advice. Yeah, uh, like, and like you could go deeper into it, which is like DMX is a. Is an example of how 
the American political system doesn't give a shit about black addicts. Not at all, whatsoever. Nope, not at uh, all. all right. and, 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 but like, not getting too much into that shit. But, uh, yeah. but but DMX crossed over into the fucking skate culture shit and everything too. To me, I always saw DMX really as I always kind of saw him like he'd be a great frontman for a hardcore band. No, he had he had the voice to like do that or like. He would he would fill fill in well for Masuga. <laughs> I can see that. I can see him filling in for like Biohazard, maybe Chromax or something like that. Yeah. Um, just gotta do it right though, because you ever find those one clip when they tried to when the guys from Audio Slate tried to have him? What? You never knew that? No. Years ago, when Audio Slave tried to find another lead singer, they tried DMX out. So this is between. Zach De La Roja and Chris Cornell. Yeah. It was on YouTube. Is that some weird shit Rick Rubin like thought of while he was high? I don't know. I just know because I, I, I know the band fuck with DMX, you know? I mean, like, yeah, yeah, of course, especially Tom Morello fucks with DMX. Yeah, of course, you know? So it makes sense, you know? I mean, shit makes sense and everything. But it's like um, I was I always kind of felt like um, I wish he kind of like you know dabbled more in that realm, you know. Because to me, I always felt like you know what he had a great ear for pop stuff too. Like "Party Up" is the darkest fucking pop rap song I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, it is the darkest fucking song ever. Right? <laughs> it's like whoa, <laughs> you know, shit. DMX so, had a lot of dark shit. Absolutely, like, Dark Man X. Well, like the again is stood for Dark Man X, but like uh, you know, like it's it's wild to think about like how all the the the, the Christian shit on his albums actually came from a place of earnestness. Uh, yeah, like it it wasn't him trying to be edgy, which is like probably what a lot of the the the, the white people who listened to him thought. They were trying to be well no, no. and do that. He but was no, really was... a combination of like really of pain, basically of like just really trying to find reason within pain. Yeah, you know. And, but I loved. Uh, I, I I loved like flesh of my flesh. That album is fantastic. Exactly. I, you know, yeah. Especially song, especially songs like slipping and falling. Yes. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm like here's my it, project. It, it, I had an idea. I really want to find okay. like a bunch of Danzig samples and try to make beats out of it, and just find a bunch of DMX acapellas. You know the 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 acapella to the Rough Rider that anthem is out there. True. Um, there's actually a few of them. Like a like one song I always want. Okay, the Danzig song 13 was actually a Johnny Cash song. Well, Danzig did write it for Johnny Cash though. Um, that's a interesting. Like, Lord, give me a sign in thirteen. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out to mash that up. Yeah, maybe I got to talk to my buddy DJ for that. Yeah. You know, so like that, uh, that. That'd be a really interesting mashup. Exactly. Although, like, like. Ever play my see, mashups? Huh? Ever play my mashups? Uh, I haven't. I gotta send those to you. I was I used to do those a lot when I was younger, but you know after COVID nineteen, so it's like I couldn't make music with my band and everything because you know it wasn't really crazy about having people around and everything. And also we were just like, nope, I love you guys, but uh, it's kind of like back up a little bit that kind of deal. So I started making mashups. One was like a mashup of like a um, Paramore's "Ain't It Fun," a song by um guy named Touching the Mash, a song called "Sparkle," right? And I'm like. I am not a Paramore fan, although I could totally geek out with um, what's the lead singer's name again? Haley Williams about wrestling all day though. Um, but that one song ain't it fun? I have a it's a guilty pleasure of mine. So I found the acapella for that, and I did edit the fuck out of that thing. God damn, to make it work, but it worked like a dream. Same thing with Slipknot in that song, um, John Merkel by by Sir. Seriously, have you uh, what? have you played uh, or? You you hear this this game that came out last year called Fuser? Uh, it's made by the people who made Guitar Hero and Rock Band, Harmonix, 
And uh, it's basically, like, their version of DJ Hero, but it's way more interesting, which is that, like, you know, DJ Hero, it had its, like, pre-made mashups and pre-made remixes that you played notes to. Well, Fuser is more so actually, like, it takes all the stems, and a lot of the stems, they are just repurposing from Rock Band. And you're, you're mashing together all the stems for these songs for a DJ playlist. So, like, you can take the vocals to uh, Lay Me Marmalade or fucking uh, The Sign uh, by Ace of Base <laughs> and, and do it to the, the instrumental, like, the, 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 the strings to In the Club by 50 Cent and the drums to Killing in the Name of and the bass line to, like, uh, fucking, uh, I don't know, insert bass line. Insert iconic bass line here. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's a very wild thing, and, like, you end up doing some cool shit, and it automatically, like, changes the pitch of, and, 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 and tempos of things. Like, I, I, so, uh, I, I've gotten into the idea of making my own mashups by making accidental accidentally sounding uh, accidentally good sounding mashups off of that game that That, sounds dope as shit really that sounds dope as fuck actually you know there was this one mashup idea there was one mashup idea I had an idea to mashup Rage Against Machine and Jodeci Mm -hmm. I forgot the two songs I was going to use actually but it was like I think it was Bulls on Parade yeah, it was Bulls on Parade and this other song by Jodeci, right? I want to say Come and mm-hmm. Talk to Me. The reason why, because the groove sounded very similar. So I was like, why does that fucking groove sound? What is, I was like, oh my God, it's Jodeci. Come and Talk to Me. See, I don't have that ear for things, which is, like, interesting to me. Because, like, I have an ear for drum beats and drum rhythms. and, and But I don't have a ear for instrumental grooves or melodies or things of that nature. Uh, so I've been wanting to have conversations like this for forever now <laughs> just, to, just to hear what people are hearing when they get into that type of shit. Well, the thing about it when I do mashups and everything, I think of like you hear so many songs enough you realize, oh my god, it's in the same key. Like, okay, the song you got me by the roots featuring Eric do right? It's in the sync is in B minor, so I realized, holy shit, Hotel California, but it was in B minor. Mm. I have the acapella to Hotel California. Huh. I had the instrumental to, to You Got Me by the Roots, featuring Erica Badu. I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> I got an idea. See, like, see, like, I, I, I can't. You hear I, enough? I, am not, it, I, 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 I don't know shit about theory. Uh, Here's the thing about it. So, so like, so like, I can, I can, like, know if, if something is sung in the same key. Yeah. But I can't necessarily tell you what what that is. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, look at the damn keyboard yeah. and realize, okay, certain things like, okay, if I know a certain song is in a certain key, like for example, I know like the key of C sounds like "Just My Imagination" by The Temptations or "Last Crest" by The Misfits. It's in the same key. That's how I know. Mm. Key A is in is Blitz Creek Bop by the Ramones. Also stared up by Bob Marley and the Wailers. Mm. So that's how I remember it. Because, like, okay, it sounds like that. You know? Um, like, for example, I did a mashup of um, Sir John Redcorn, you know, and Snuff by Slipknot because they're both in the key of uh, F sharp minor. Similar progression, too. Mm. In fact, should be told this, Corey Glover could have been an RB singer if he wanted to. Absolutely. Yeah, but you know what's wild what? is that the more things progress, the more I'm starting to realize uh, that uh, Corey Glover was the reason why uh, Living Color kept its metal edge. Absolutely, like you know, I'll put it this way: you know, to me, okay, when I think of like Seven Dust, you know what I think of. I always imagine if Seven Dust to me sounds like Living Color, if they said, eh, fuck the fusion thing, let's go full new metal. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounded like to me, because Corey Glover and LeJean with a spoon sound damn near identical. In fact, they even did a duet together. 
Hmm. You know, on the, one of those metal cruise ships and everything, right? It was pretty cool. You know, it's like, okay, so game recognized game and everything, you know. Isn't you know, one of the members of uh, Boyz II Men a huge metalhead? Yes, I keep forgetting which one it is, though. <laughs> I keep forgetting which one it is because he's talking about, like, he was so, yeah, but I was in Philadelphia at that time. You cannot admit that you like metal. You uh, know, you couldn't admit that certain things, you know. I can't remember which one it is, though. I can't remember. But a clue is his range, he won't be able to kind of do the, music, the kind of metal he wanted to unless he wanted to do some type of negative shit. That's the only clue mm-hmm. I remember. Hmm. You know, speaking of which, okay, so I know you're you're working on starting a band, and everything, right? Right. All right. So you want to do like you know like lead vocals and drums, right? Preferably not at the same time. Uh, like I, I could probably get it started that way. But uh, all right. So vocal influences. Yeah. Uh. So like it's weird because like I don't necessarily one of my the, the one vocal influence that I uh, that is probably the closest to my range is uh, Josh Homme of Queens of the Stone Age but um, I really like uh, Mike Patton's approach to like basically being like okay I'm not going to approach this as a singer of a band. I'm going to approach this as a voice actor. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Absolutely. He, I never thought he, of it that way. And, and, and it makes sense because he's done video game voice acting work. True. He, he uh, voice acted for... Uh, he played all the zombies in, in Left 4 Dead. He did. And, and he played the main character of the Bionic Commando reboot, which I don't think he necessarily did very well at. But so, you know, you can't everything you can everything that you do doesn't have to be good. Uh, sometimes just fine is just fine. Sometimes uh, it's the his name is on there. Sometimes you know. Yeah. Uh, he also voiced uh, the the uh, the 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 darkness in the video game, the darkness, which is a uh, it's one of those uh, horror games that came out in the the, the PS3, Xbox 360 era. It's like one of the very last like eras of uh, of like B grade video games where it's like. This game's not that polished. It doesn't look that great, but it has something, which which is less and less of a thing as time goes on, and as more expensive video games are made are to be made, and as they're being pushed and pushed into the direction of gambling mechanics. Uh, but uh, yeah, like Mike Patton, like. Uh, just approaches things different, and I try to think about that approach, and I'd love to, like, maybe apply my own version of that to something, and, like, also, like, you know, he he does a, he he does the giant whistle screen, you know? Yeah, he does, I remember you do that, too. Yeah, (laughs) that's, like, the one thing him and I have in common, it, when it comes when it comes to when it comes to vocal range is like I can do that and I can do the uh, I can do his like super low uh, kind of vocal fry thing, but like other than that, my vocal range is like Josh Homme. <laughs> when I first heard you sing, I was thinking you reminded me of uh, Doug Pinnock of King's X, actually. Yeah, kind of on the lower range and everything. Mm-hmm. So it was like, remind me of that one. I was like, hmm, good tone. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, like, I have been thinking more and more and more and more about taking vocal lessons. And, uh, you know, eventually I will uh, do that because, like, there's only so much you can teach yourself. True. You know? YouTube helps. It's like, you know, here's the thing about it, though. 
because I, I was trying to do like vocals for certain projects on my own and everything I would like do all this like check out like all the vocal range stuff I get like a keyboard and feel like okay so here's more of my ranges right and then I forget what the fuck I was doing because <laughs> I'm like yeah. the range that I have actually it's like okay so when I do try to when I do sing it sounds like I'm, I'm more of a voice suitor for country and jazz music right or yeah. maybe post punk or maybe like you know maybe goth rock actually right or it's right. kind of weird, like, I, or I inadvertently sound like Eddie Vedder, and it's just not even on purpose. It just comes out that way. That's unfortunate. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's just kind of weird and everything, so it just comes out that way. So it's like, eh, it is what it is. You know Eddie Vedder, ha- uh, you know what Eddie Vedder's reputation is? What? Uh, The white liberal who thinks he's more of an ally than he actually is. But he, <laughs> he he really thinks like writing white male American off of uh, verses and voting for Obama means he's done the work. <laughs> it's not how that works. Actually, it's like uh, <laughs> uh yeah. I I I could see I could see someone like okay here. Here, here's where the real uh, hatred of Eddie Vedder starts with me. Oh shit! Is that Eddie Vedder is from like Evanston or some shit? Oh, and uh, really, like he moved to San Diego as a kid. Like he has very little connection here. And then you know when he got big in uh, Seattle. He literally had just moved there. Kim Thiel of Soundgarden, excuse me, Kim Thiel of Soundgarden went to college in high school here in Chicago. Really? Like, in, like, actual Chicago. And it's weird because, like, Eddie Vedder gets all of the, 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 the fucking hometown love that fucking Soundgarden should be getting because Kim Thiel, but probably, probably doesn't get because Kim Thiel's a, a brown, uh, brown-skinned uh, Asian. You know, I think he's a... Uh, kind of think about it, there were two Asian dudes South, in Soundgarden. South Asian, yeah, South Asian. Yeah, he's like East Indian, right? Yeah, something like that. Uh, I, I didn't want to name a specific ethnicity because I don't I know, but like, Indian. And, and then you know, Soundgarden had a Japanese basis. I was just about to know? say that too. That was the second guy, Yamamoto, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he left the band, uh, and Ben Shepard entered. And Ben Shepard's, then that guy is a hell of a fucking songwriter. Ben Shepard is the whole like. Um, well, I wouldn't say the whole reason, but, like, he, he's the one who started their experimentation with, like, strange tunings, which, like, came off to me as more more earnest with Soundgarden than it did with Sonic Youth. Yeah, I like, see that. I, I never really got Sonic Youth. Like, I don't know, I like Teenage Riot, I guess. That's about it. You know the cool but, thing um, is about, right? What? <laughs> what? You know the story? Cool no, thing was about the interview with. Um, oh wait, no, no, yeah, like the, well, disaster, I mean, the disaster interview with LL Cool J. Really? Yeah. Wait. Um. Wait. What was? What, who's the lead singer for Sonic Youth? Well, it was a uh, woman named Kim, right? Which I got to read. Yeah. No, I've. Well, you know, I don't, I yeah, don't yeah, remember yeah. the names. But yeah, the, Kim Gordon. Yeah, Kim Gordon. Kim Gordon and uh, her Moore. ex-husband. Yeah, Thurston Moore and Kim which, Gordon. Which right? is why they will never be a band ever again. Understood. So here's what happened. <laughs> Kim Gordon did an interview with LL Cool J, right? And I'll put it this way. Kim Gordon was more of a fan of LL Cool J. Thurston Moore. Thurston Moore. Thurston Moore. Yeah, yeah. So here's what happened. So Kim Gordon did an interview with LL Cool J, right? And let's say that Kim Gordon had more of an open ear than LL Cool J did. Although, LL Cool J did know about the BC Boys' first punk band, though. Mm-hmm. So, it was just one of those kind of awkward interviews. So, it was like, 
he had no idea who the fuck she was and those kind of deals and it was kind of was like so she has you listen to kind of rock yeah like a little bon jovi it was kind of it was it was almost like a real life version of a space ghost interview Exactly. Def Jam tried too hard to get into the rock market. Yeah. It, it, because it, it, like, and I get a lot of that is Rick Rubin's fault. Yeah. Which I will, I will go on to say Rick Rubin is uh, one of the most overrated music producers ever. ever. True. But, yeah. but the stuff he did with Def Jam is, is undeniable. Oh, yeah. But like, Def Jam signing Slayer and Def Jam um, pushing its hip-hop artists into rock directions that weren't Run DMC never made sense to me. Yeah, especially when especially Run DMC is never official on Def Jam. Really? That That's weird. That's the funny you, thing about you, it. You'd think I would get my fucking brother on my record label. It was one of those kind of deals. Like, oh, here's the best way to describe it. Um, Dolph Ziggler's brother's in AEW. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, same I mean, idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, fucking uh, uh, Big Swole is an AEW subject. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Cedric Jeff Hardy's over uh... in WWE still, actually. <laughs> Shit, yeah. So, anyway, so nonetheless, is there anything else you wanted to check out, though? Uh, what do you mean? Like any past episode of Metal for Brains or anything like that? Oh, um, see, fuck, man, uh, I don't know, like, I, I, I just, like, I, I less want people to check out, uh, stuff on, or, or, or episodes of Metal for Brains, although, like, Listen to listen to our interview with Melissa Vox. She's fucking cool. Yeah, she's cool shit. Had, you just had her on. Fucking awesome. Yeah, and like every time she throw she posts a throwback pic, I'm like, oh, so you just had foots on everyone's neck since the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah. She's been with the shits <laughs> for a while. She was actually a Woodstock. She was a Woodstock '94. Holy shit! Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, but like you know, she, she's really cool. And, and but like I, I also more so want to uh, people to check out just like go to our podcast page, look at the credits and listen to the music that we've played over the past or ever since we uh, did the episode about the Black Brown Indigenous crew here in Chicago, which I cannot remember if they're still together. There's also like a a, a Black and Brown uh, punk group in New York that has disbanded yeah, that I, I wanted that. to interview. They're they're called uh they're they're called uh Hydropunk. Uh and, and they were more so an activist group than a punk group. But uh I fucking wanted to interview them too, but now they're they're disbanded. Uh still interviewed with some of the members. Man. Yeah, uh, shit sucks, man. Because like, oh, especially ever since COVID, like a lot of those groups are just disbanding, and we cannot go back to a place where like all we have is fucking Afropunk and punk black. Oh, I want to do another got, episode with rants on that shit. I want to do an episode of that. But uh, but you know, check out the music because we play a lot of great uh, music by uh, black bands and on on those. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, you you can follow us, or specifically me, because I'm the only person who tweets. And I tweet a lot. I basically use it as a personal Twitter, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I used to feel guilty about that, but now I'm like, mm, I don't give a fuck. Fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Follow the podcast on Twitter mm-hmm. at Metal Number Four Brains Pod. And uh, let me pull up what the Instagram is because I use that less. Actually, the Instagram's the same thing. Metal for Brains Pod. Uh, if you want to email us questions for whenever we do episodes again, it is uh, 
Metal for Brains podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I feel like I should have this memorized, but I'm like now scrolling through fucking. Yeah, it's Metal for the number four brains podcast at gmail.com. Oh, cool. And, uh, or, or, like, you can just DM the, the Twitter account. And, that too. Uh, yeah. And, and when I get to it, I'll get to it. All right. I look forward it, to it. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and you know, um, John Sketch, you've uh, you you've helped host a couple episodes of ours, and uh, thank you, I thank you for that. No uh, problem. And you were on. Want to back on there? I promise I'll be my better behavior. (laughs) (laughs) You were on the episode with uh, Alicia. Well, now. Alicia Taylor, yeah, of, of NXT. She's cool as uh, shit. Back then, she was uh, under the name Alicia Warrington, uh, former drummer for Kate Nash and Kelly Osborne, and uh, you know she she had the Dorn Project and all that shit. Oh yeah. Uh, you should have her on this shit. You know what? I think I should. I think hopefully I can actually because now WWE basically it's like. You know, to my contact, as he put it, I gotta check my contract to see if I can do outside interviews. But yeah, we gotta wrap it up, though. But once again, Corey, thank you very much. You know, love to chat with you in the future. I definitely am going to, actually, because we have a lot more to talk about. Yeah, yeah, no, this is like a... uh, This is probably gonna be like a four-part thing. Oh, like a motherfucker. I'm gonna find editing this shit. You know, well, at, at least we got two hours into it, so you can edit it down to fucking ninety minutes. Because approximately, I'm thinking that actually. It's also, this is also the stuff that I can't share with other people too. You know? Yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course. Yep. Make sure you delete those. Also. Oh, you damn right! I would just actually. in case. Just you in never, case. You never know. You yeah. Never know. I'm, I'm yeah. You know. Shoot. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. All right. All right, thank you, man. No problem. About damn time. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> All right. Hey, that was my buddy Corey. Um, look out for their podcast, Metal for Brains. Until next time, take it easy and please use common sense. <laughs>